0: Welcome to all-encompassing chats. This is episode number three, and my name is Kylie G. Today, we're chatting to Trevor Hendy, who's a former Ironman and current life coach, mentor, and author. Hello, Trevor. We finally got there.
1: Ah, oh, Kylie, it's awesome and good things that you know take time, and they're, they're meant to be a bit challenging. But mm-hmm. we had um, issues today, didn't we, with um, Queensland, New South Wales, or Queensland? You know. Um, daylight savings time so and also then zoom issues as well so we we finally got there
0: we did maybe it was i don't know meant to be more worthwhile i don't know i don't
1: know it's maybe maybe just the earth had to rotate a little bit more today before it was the perfect gateway
0: just a little bit more of a tilt definitely (laughs) (laughs) that's right cool so when i first touched base with you you mentioned that you wanted to talk about the awakening so what exactly do you mean by the term the awakening
1: hmm what a great question great place to start um i think if i think if i just used it if i just spoke like as if i was explaining it for the first time or explaining it you know like nobody knew anything i was talking about um i, I think for me awakening is it refers to our level of intelligence but when i say intelligence i don't mean mental intelligence i mean this part of us that is aware so i you whoever it is the part of us that is the observer of life so we're observing oh there's cars driving past oh there's um someone's yelling at me oh the emails are stacking up um so the part of us that initially does the observing um is the intelligence you know, so, okay, what is that? It's, but it's me, it's me, but, but what is that? What sort of energy is that? You know, how would I describe myself? And you go, oh, the part of me that's observing is not necessarily my body. I can touch my body. You know, it's like some sort of intelligence inside of me or me. Um, if I go into judgment, so if someone's yelling at me, um, I'm observing, I'm observing it, but hang on, it triggered something inside of me. I'm angry and I'm upset and I don't like people treating me this way and people shouldn't treat me this way and I'm now getting into a personal set of rules or a personal set of um, old set of hurts or whatever it may be and I'm not observing anymore. I'm now on automatic. I've got an automatic program or an automatic reaction running and so that is more based in old physiological reactions, psychological reactions, but mostly we can say that is in the mind. You know, it's, it's like I'm into a concept or an idea of what's good and what's bad and what should and one shouldn't be. So if I'm observing, um, the part of me that's observing might sort of pop in and I might notice, oh, hang on, here I go again. Um, oh, this is where, oh, but hang on, I haven't been able to get out of this before and so I'm not, not observing again and I start reacting and I start trying to get control back or get presence back or get space back or get freedom back and I'm back in another pattern. So... The awakening is awakening that part of us that's observing, that's neutral, that's present, that's able to go up and down the situation, or even better saying, as the situation rises up and down, it stays constant. It might respond up or respond down, but it's kind of constant. Um, I'm not losing presence. I'm not um, actually falling for that old trick I'm not deciding on a new vendetta against somebody or that I don't you know I'm no good anymore like so nothing external or internal is changing on other than some presence and a little bit of adjusting and coming up and down. So the awakening is that part that I might personally go through so that I'm the observer more often. So I'm the observer. Um, more consistently uh, or more easily able to get back to that place or less um, damaged or broken um, or spiraling out of control. If I do, you know, react or if I do fall again for some sort of, you know, little me inside that wants to defend itself or gets hurt or whatever, um, as I'm awakening, I'm slowly but surely becoming more aware of who I really am, what I'm not, or what i'm not like i'm not that reaction i'm not that sadness i'm having that experience and it might be a bit of a gateway or something i've got to experience but i'm not that so that's my personal awakening and then other people are going through an awakening at similar times or different times or sometimes juxtaposing times or whatever it may be and then all of a sudden i as i look from a more broad helicopter view i might see a broad group of people who are all awakening a broad group of people who are still maybe not awakening still reacting the same way still expecting someone else to solve their problem so we might say if i'm awake or awakening we might say they're asleep or they're sleeping you know at this point or in this moment you know so generally the awakening that i love is i love talking about is the one that we're all going through together there's like a collective awakening where our intelligences are almost registering like like you know putting yourself online and going i'm online now i can talk to you you know it, it literally like we just did we're all of a sudden i'm online i'm online we've, <laughs> used, this, we've used this method oh we can see each other and talk to each other so a spiritual awakening or a personal awakening might lead me to actually being more online and more able to speak to others who are awakening as well. Mm-hmm. And that, I believe, is why a lot of people tune into these conversations, because they're in that process somewhat. Have they been in it for a long time and they recognise it or they're beginning to be in it, um, or whatever it is, wherever it is on the scale. And then a conversation like the one that we're having and we might be about to have, it can be of great interest to them because they can go, yes we're on the we're online together we're chatting on the same wavelength and we're talking about things that that wake up that little intelligence in me rather than just speak to my personality or speak to my set of rules or regulations that i'm living by it starts to speak to me that the real spirit so that's what i love to talk about
0: yeah cool and that that requires a great deal of firstly recognizing that you want there to be change within your life and then secondly self awareness. Yeah
1: absolutely and in most of our case if i speak for myself it also requires a great deal of shit that you've been through <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know you gotta you, you usually had to have stuffed up quite a few things and those things that you've stuffed up or you know fallen short of or had failures or had problems with or had heartbreaks with usually they had to have mean, meant a fair bit to you mm-hmm. and something, little thing occurs where we stop looking for safety through um, guarantees and promises and the circumstances of my life all aligning magically for me to have a great day. And we start going, oh, I'm actually going to have to show up, not expect that something's going to go my way because I followed some rules that I learned 15 years ago or even six months ago or 10 minutes ago. I have to show up in this moment, in a new, fresh moment of time, and explore what might be relevant now yeah. for for me to show up so usually I find absolutely it takes that it takes a willingness and it takes a bit of courage and it takes you know so many things um but it also takes an inner readiness and that inner readiness is usually comes about because I can imagine if you know we're in a field and we're an animal and there was a trough that was always full of water you know the water trough we would just keep drinking from that water trough you know if it was right central to the field and, and whatever else or there's a you know if you're a wild animal somewhere, it's just always in that little that little um, that little rock pool there. I can always go and have a drink. But if one day I go there and there's a big crocodile in there, it takes my mate, or or it's been so dry for so long it's gone dry. Um, I'm actually going to have to go and look for another water source to survive. And from a perspective of um, intelligence or stimulation or awareness or information um, uh, or personal satisfaction. been drinking from one well for a long time and all of a sudden there's a crocodile in it or the water's dried up um i'm probably going to start looking elsewhere because something in me says oh you're not going to survive if you hang here yeah so so i found when i went through my awakening as a guy that loved to win things (laughs) at the time um you know i i actually the way i was doing it my body was breaking down i was having mental challenges from that and I was starting to feel a buildup of anxiety and anxiousness and, and difficulty in relationships and everything else. And then I went to somebody who said, who pointed to another source of information or another source of, you know, how to go about life. And I went, oh, well, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I've got this one over here. I'm three times world <laughs> champ. I'm fine. Thanks. And then when that, body really started to break down and everything started to fall apart. And I wasn't going to be able to drink from that well anymore. If I didn't go over, I wasn't going to get that, that satisfaction if I didn't change wells or change water, change rock pools. Um, I finally went over there, but I ran over there because I wanted to win more. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I got over there, I found out it wasn't about winning. So it was the, the funny thing was, is that I awakened, I, I was sent down the path of awakening because I wanted to keep winning. And then when I went down the path of awakening, I realised, oh, okay. the point. Winning is not what I thought it was. Winning is actually where you're connected and you can have a conversation and you have love transferring you to another person just by looking in their eyes and seeing the common ground and identifying with each other. And winning is about being able to create things together with other people and actually feel as though we're coming to more together and more elevated. You know, that, that's become winning. So it went from win at all costs to win on all levels and then all of a sudden i'm like oh so i'm not winning unless everybody around me is somewhat um, feeling we're heading in an upward direction as well particularly when it comes to family and business partners and things like that so i can have wins but big wins are the ones where you are really actually we're all traveling somewhere together so it became more about love and connection and consciousness and and um you know shared journeys and and where the the things that we've failed at become the magical things that we can relate to each other through through you know and so they weren't there to be avoided and hidden they were there to be opened up and be vulnerable to and understand each other and create common ground and and from that common ground becomes oh i see you i know you and oh hang on humanity we are common ground we've all got the same challenges just with different names dates places and extremities you know yes so so, yeah, it became this whole thing, but absolutely um, I needed the, the inner readiness and that was driven to me because I thought I'm not going to win, which if I wasn't going to win, it meant I was going to lose. Mm-hmm. And what is that? oh, That's where I get humiliated publicly and shamed and I lose my girlfriend and, and, you know, people laugh at me and don't respect me. I get left behind on the side of the road when they're all going surfing. Oh, no, hang on. That happened to me when I was 14 and I'm still worried about it. Somewhat happening again. I'm now 24, you know. So it's a bullshit it's,
0: story that we take
1: on. Yeah, it was the in, the the initial impetus that made me create this pattern of making myself important, so I'd never be left, you know, I'd never be left out again. And it turns out that that was a double-edged sword, and I created a darkness from trying to, you know, solve a darkness. So um, anyway, so now I'm 54, and it's much clearer.
0: Yeah. And it, that usually happens. <laughs> yeah, that's right. One way or another. Well, you know, yeah, we yeah.
1: either, I often say life, when you really, really be honest about life, at many levels, when you strip away looking good and everything else, and it's certainly at certain stages of your life, you think, God, life is actually quite brutal. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the life and the way we do life on this planet at the moment is, um, is often quite brutal. And it's either usually going to kill you or set you free. Like, it's either going to kill you or wake you up, push you into... You know, some sort of higher understanding of how you need to operate to make your own world work for you, you know. And, you
0: know um, that's a choice too. I, I think it was Eckhart Tolle. I've got his little book in my hand. There's a quote I wanted to read to you, but um, I think it was him that, that, was, that said that um, pain is inevitable and suffering is a choice.
1: Yeah, very powerful. Yeah. Uh, Eckhart, I mean, even just that's an interesting thing to bring up because Eckhart himself, Every word that he wrote and every word that he does write and every time he speaks, he's not speaking from a concept of something he achieved last week or a big breakthrough he had 10 years ago. He's actually speaking from an awakened state. He's actually yeah. speaking from a place of stillness and a place of presence and a place of I'm, I'm with you at another level. I'm, I'm with the real you, you know. And so when he speaks, the real you starts to wake up. You know, it's like, literally, I, I went to Eckhart Tolle Seminar, I think it was four or five days or something like that, in um, on the Sunshine Coast with my wife. And we went into the initial night, and there's a few hundred people there. This is quite a while ago, you know. And um, and he just came out on stage, and he, we got told that when he comes out on stage, Eckhart prefers it if you don't clap when he comes in, perhaps, you know, clap when he leaves and, you know, honour the space by just being silent or still, you know. And... Um, so he came out and no one clapped and he just sat very still for a few minutes looking at everybody and looking around and then you could feel a little smile rising up inside of yourself and, you know, and then he spoke and he spoke beautifully and broadly and talked about lots of different things and what we might get up to in the next few days together and how good it was to be together. And, you know, and he just talked and he talked and he talked and then after a couple of hours, he just sort of nodded his head and got up, He's nodded his head stood up, looked at everyone for a few minutes, and then quietly walked off. He left the stage and a few hundred people just sat there. For, if I remember rightly, it was about 15 minutes or so without moving.
0: Yeah, wow.
1: No, yeah. one, no one wanted to leave. There was no person, thanks for coming tonight. Yo, see you tomorrow. It was just, everybody sat in the same stillness that Eckhart had broadcast into the room and everyone must have had enough inner readiness to actually just to, to gravitate up to that stillness. And then we had to, when we walked out of the auditorium, some people were staying at the resort and some people were staying back at the car park. It was a few hundred metre walk back to the car park. It's mm-hmm. so not the old Hyatt Coulomb. And literally in that, when we were walking back, after about 20 minutes, people started shuffling around and getting up really quietly. No one spoke. We left the auditorium without speaking. We walked several hundred metres through the resort down the path in the dark way, in pathway in the dark, and people, all groups of people walking and families and couples and people together all along heading out towards the car park, and no one was speaking. And we shared that stillness and that oneness with all those people, even though they went different directions, all the way back to the car. Joe and I drove all the way out and back to the resort we were staying at. We were still sitting there silent you know and so he wrote the book silence speaks you know and um oh my goodness how true is that you know so so in the sense of doing if you're truly doing nothing or you're in the nothing where you're in the silence and you are awakened as such to that that vibration of just being still and peaceful inside of self you're not actually doing nothing it's actually doing a world of change when you're in that space so it's very compelling argument to say that's a much more powerful place to come from, no matter what you're trying to do, than getting in and getting it done, you know, and pushing a few chess pieces around the board and saying, yep, yep. uh, We're winning at this game, you know? Um, So obviously what he always talks about is that the key is that you have to go back into life, but to try and leave that presence just quietly emanating in the background that you're still there and you're aware of it, even when you go back into the doing and then from that space, You can feel and slow down, and it's almost like you're channeling that vibration down into whatever you're doing. So, from that place, you start to see people better, you hear them better. You know, it's like, ah, the intelligence in you recognizes the intelligence in them, and it also recognizes what the intelligence of the whole situation is asking for. So, it's what I've been sort of working on and working in with people for a long time, and happy to say that. For a lot of time, I'm, I'm more in that space and, and able to actually be more still. And, you know, what was crazy was that when I was racing and out in the ocean flying across the water, it's a very similar feeling to when I would just drop into what they call in athletics, the zone. When I drop into the zone, I felt like there was nothing and nobody that was out there stopping me or anything else. I felt one with the ocean and I always called the ocean her. I felt like I was with her you know, that she was with me and I just felt in love and loved, you know, and often used to say to people, I feel like, I feel at home out there. I feel like a fish out of water on land, trying to deal with relationships and money and difficulties. And they all crumbled after a while because I was resenting them and avoiding them so much. But I had to learn how to bring that stillness of what I find in the ocean, what I now find in the now, but I had to learn how to bring that back into relationships and, and bring the same sense of peace and at homeness into this conversation or a person when I meet them for the first time and happy to say that that happens more. And I, and because of that, it's directly cor- correlatable to how much I'm loving and enjoying life and how beautiful my relationship has become and how close I feel to my partner and how much we can talk about and share anything and laugh at each other and laugh with each other. And, you know, it's all correlatable to how still I've been able to be and, and how much I've been able to get out of that battle and that struggle.
0: Yeah, nice one. I I um, personally believe I'm not a religious person and I know spirituality mm. and religion. The, the lines get blurred there sometimes. Um, but I believe that our human experience is an opportunity for us to experience heaven. heaven. <laughs> like this is what yeah. heaven is, right? We get to because yeah. we get to feel, we get the senses and things as well. We get to touch, we get to smell, we get to taste.
1: Uh, yeah, be- well, beautifully said, and and we also get this smorgasbord of choices and colors and flavors and possibilities, and you know, you, I used to love, I still love Star Wars, but I used to love Star Wars in the scenes when, you know, when they'd go to a bar on another planet, you know, and there'd be all the different. It was like a famous Star Wars thing, you know. There's all these different figures drinking at the bar and playing games at the bar and everything. And one day I was walking along and I was looking and I was going. Oh, well, not not intellectually. I just had this little moment of happiness and clarity. And I'm walking along. This is many years ago. And I went, Oh, wow. Almost all those different beings that you see in these different bars, they're all represented in the people that are walking around. You yeah, know, there's these fascinating people walking around. Then you see these crazy creatures that we call animals on this planet. And, and then these <laughs> insects. And then there's these mites and microscopic insects. And you see things that you would. You would say it would be a great Star Wars creature, and you find out that's actually that's the the mite that lives inside your bed mattress, or <laughs> you know that that's uh, that's the thing that lives on the back of a bird that flies around or whatever. And you're like, oh, well, that's deep in the, the ocean or whatever else. You're like, hang on a second, we're living in a bloody paradise that just the magic is hiding because we're so programmed to see good bad right wrong rich poor fat skinny dumb smart black white you know male female you know whatever it is that success failure we're just looking in this duality and we're not seeing the magic and all the variances in people and and it's lately i've been fishing a lot again like i was when i was a, a child and I'm not great with killing things. So I I do a blessing every time I kill a fish, I hold it and I let it know that I'm going to do it and I hold it. And I I actually literally kill the fish. And while I'm holding it, I wait to feel to feel the essence of it leaving its body, you know, and I thank it and I only kill it if I think it's going to be, you know, beautiful food for the family or whatever. I'm not vegan or vegetarian. So I do like to get responsible meat sources. And, and I also enjoy the process of standing on the water's edge and all that sort of stuff but it's been fascinating to start to to think again like a fisherman just using one example that casts a line into the unknown in most cases when you're fishing you cannot see what's below where the water you can see your fishing line go down hit the water and you can't see what's below that Mm -hmm. there's glare there's different water colors there's waves depending on where you're fishing sometimes it's dirty whatever occasionally you've got nice polarized glasses and it's clear and you can see it but 90 percent of the time you can't see what's below it so literally when you go below you got a bit of information which is oh there's a rock bank there and i I gotta make sure i don't pull my lure or my bait over that and catch my hook or so as soon as it goes down below there you have to rely on your other senses a little bit of previous knowledge and intelligence um, a little bit of roundabout guesstimation how fish operate what the tide is all that sort of stuff but ultimately you've just cast yourself into the unknown and if you want to catch fish um you're looking to make sure that it's an intelligent choice that you make and that you retrieve in an intelligent way with an understanding of how the fish operates and what they like to see or don't see and if you don't want to catch fish and you just you don't care if you do or you don't you just cast it out into a spot and if it's smelly enough bait and there's a good fish around it might just find its way to it Um, otherwise it's a bit hit and miss but when it becomes like an art form of actually actually fishing not just casting a line in and oh i caught a fish um it becomes this really interesting dance with the unknown and the scale of what i do know about what's going on down there and what i don't know shifts slowly but surely as you become experienced in it Mm -hmm. and uh, to me that relates to life itself and the unknown of how does my own emotions and my own energy levels work and you know, luck and good choices leading to this and that and that relationship that I might make some more money out of that or create a huge new business opportunity where we love working together. And so there's all this unknown that greets us every single day, but we've got all this information and stuff we already know. Mm -hmm. So mostly the magic in, in life is when you've got what you do know, but you cast your line into what you don't know and try and learn something new and even hook up to a new interesting project or or catch so to speak so recently when i've been fishing um it's been fascinating because what one of the things that i'm learning is how many incredible things are going on down there and i've swam across it i've looked down into it but i'm now like oh right so hang on bait operates this way and you can do a lure this way and this fish eats that fish and follows this one and and it's like a, it's an incredible system. Like it's another ecosystem that's happening underwater. Of course we know that, but the specific fish that you're looking for has its own specific way of going about what it's doing for the day. So you have to learn to understand its world to have a better strike rate, so to speak. And when you do, because it's not about catching fish, this is why fishermen are, can often be like, sometimes they can be grumpy or whatever, but if you chat to a fisherman on a bridge often they're the nicest blokes you know they're really calm and gentle and whatever else because they're kind of meditating you know they you know some of them are frustrated catching nothing today but often they're very salt of the earth grounded beautiful people it's certainly been my experience anyway but but um so yeah it's an interesting thing there's these other worlds and this other information that we tap into and you can do that so many different ways you can go to get some bone therapy and all of a sudden you're like how did that work Kylie? why do i feel why do i feel this and now i feel like that you're like oh let me tell you there's a whole world of things going on in there Mm -hmm. and you know and then you might be want to become one because you're so impressed by it and then you start learning oh there's whole other worlds that i can so there's there's all these systems and worlds and information and it literally becomes not just you know heaven um but possibilities and you know we actually can almost become masters of many different things um, in different ways but there's so much to do, explore and adventure in. So there's choices and there's there's, there's potential paradises that you can create or tap into left, right and centre in the world.
0: Absolutely. My husband's a um, fisherman. I bought him a shirt that said, the world's most okayest fisherman because he's not very <laughs> – <laughs> well, he doesn't catch many, the poor bugger, but he tries.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's so
0: funny. I've got um, – Uh, this Eckhart Tolle quote here where I wanted to ask you why is it important that we awaken and I came across this quote and I thought I might read that to you and see what words come out of your mouth afterwards um so he says this is in the power of now yeah he says humanity is under great pressure to evolve because it is our only chance of survival as a race Mm. This will affect every aspect of your life in close relationships in particular. Never before have relationships been as problematic and conflict-ridden as they are now. As you may have noticed, they are not here to make you happy or fulfilled. If you continue to pursue the goal of salvation through a relationship, you will be disillusioned again and again. But if you accept that the relationship is here to make you conscious instead of happy, then the relationship will offer you salvation and you'll be aligning yourself with the higher consciousness that wants to be born into this world. Uh, you ought to just stop and take it in every time you read something
1: like that, don't you yeah sit in sit in silence for several days yeah. after that, one just... that wouldn't
0: That wouldn't be much good to the people listening
1: though <laughs> <laughs> so it's um it's a fascinating quiet because of of many of hundreds of beautiful sections and portions that he said in books and on videos and everything. That one there touches on the importance of the human the whole human um being. Awakening, you know, like the 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 pressure on who we are on this planet, and so I get huge emotion as soon as you say it because my experience is it's absolutely true. You know, my experience is also that it's not a problem; it's a wonderful thing.
0: Absolutely, you know,
1: that it'll become more of a problem and more urgent and more desperate if we look for every reason to not go through the awakening and we try and find every way to not awaken.
0: And we're good at that we're
1: what, we, oh but the, you know it's okay too because what what can what will happen is we'll either awaken after this great experiment when we've screwed it all up you know and and leave the body again and go oh right okay oh god i did it again you know <laughs> or we, so we will awaken but will we be okay deep down if we miss the opportunity to awaken whilst we're in this crisis and then understand truly what the crisis by understanding what the crisis is both personally and collectively, but also then afford the opportunity to the collective by being somewhat awakened ourselves to make a difference to the process, to speed it up, to enhance the chances that we do, succeed in this experiment and bring an enlightened connected open and aware you know um element or um existence back to to this earth but the simplest way of saying it is why i currently see you as different you know and that's the problem i i i have to understand and go through a shift to see you as same you know to see you as on journey just like me to see you as a sister to see you as somebody who is, you know, doing their best with what they know and is making progress and is a beautiful deep heart and a, and a soul that would do anything for others. If I can see that in you, um, I can actually now not only work with you and be with you and be around you, but together we can create a a vortex or a group you know a, a bit of energy that somebody else goes i want to be with you too and so well you're not really with us you're in this space and in this space we're all together you know which is where we are awakening we're considerate of each other and i don't see another you know <laughs> i yeah. don't see the other i see oh i see life and let's call it source i'm not religious either but i i very much like And I'm understanding what the truth was below all the religions that allows them to survive for so long, because there's a lot of beauty in there. Mm -hmm. But what it is, is when we bring it back to not a religious experience, but a personal experience of connection, we have to sort of change some words sometimes to get past the connotation. So if I use source instead of God, I would say there's a source energy. There's this beautiful energy beyond the problems that feels loving and connected and elevating and, and so many things, but that's a wonderful thing to tap into that energy. But unless I've seen that in you and felt that in you and just know and assume that's in you, I'm missing the point. I'm thinking I'm trying to go towards some of sort of awakening enlightenment and I'm not realizing we're all on that journey, you know? So I kind of get this thing that, that when we do start to go through it, one of the first things that happens is you, you stop seeing the other, you stop seeing an anotherness in the other, you start seeing the sameness in another and you start seeing the love in another and, and love is an end result of that. You don't like, I'm going to love you You're actually. Oh my God. I just opened up. I softened. I let go of who I thought I was and I'm in this space of love and in this space. Oh my God, I have huge love for you too. In fact, I can feel your love for me and now I feel moved and I feel changed and I, and so now this starts bouncing around between people and then the world changes and we make different decisions. We Instead of just voting the next person in that we think is going to solve it, we start questioning collectively, do we want to vote anybody in? is that where the power lies no. should, we just vote, should we just vote them in and let them think that they're the most powerful because they're controlling how much money's spent on the roads
0: mm-hmm. but we'll
1: start meeting regularly on the side to decide what we want to do in the community let's start a market and catch up there every sunday and exchange goods and services and holy crap hang on a second it appears like we're doing more good for the earth than the person who might have intended to do good things but it's now tangled in the system that nothing good take you know, nothing good gets done overnight it takes forever you know so the system's got to die our own thoughts about ourselves have to die off and we have to come into this place where i see you and in seeing you the i see the opportunity so i just i i just love that quote it's so big because whilst it's so true and so almost shockingly in your face that we have to die, run immense, you know, we have to die off at that level and, and be reborn into, oh, I now understand, I'm I'm with you, we can make this work. Um, that has to happen. And it feels like as you're approaching it, like, uh, you know, horrendously urgent. Um, but the thing is, is that it's, it's kind of like, it's not a problem, it's an opportunity. But we don't want to leave it there as an opportunity that's not taken for too long. We want to work our way towards it and wake up each morning think i'm a little closer to embodying the spirit of that that quote that you just read out if i'm a little closer to that everything will be better and i'll sleep very well because i know that i'm also contributing to that being a little closer for others just by being a part of the new game he calls it the new earth you know it's literally a new earth is arising out of this potentially what you might call the ashes of the old but the ashes are this whole game of competition and win at all costs and get one up over each other and mm. controlling of resources and ownership of everything is, is going to, it's a game that has to die at some point because um, ultimately we don't own this. We're, we're blessed with the opportunity to be here.
0: Absolutely. And the last few years has definitely, um, there's been a shift. I've, I've seen this whole situation um, as, Shit, will get off the pot. <laughs> I've looked at, I've seen a lot of people who are kind of starting to awake and I'm like, you got to wake up or go back to sleep now because that's what we're being called to do in all of this. Um, there's a lot of rabbit holes that you can go down and the only one is back into self.
1: I think it even it comes through when you say it, you know. It's like I love this feeling. It's a, the it's a feeling that's, that I've enjoyed the most along the journey is all of a sudden realizing something that a great teacher said to me, there's nothing outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I see someone else going through something, I had a beautiful conversation with a, a friend that we get together every week this morning. He's a healer and we talk and we sit and we share and we laugh and we laugh at our own bullshit. And we, you know, when someone, when one of us says, oh yeah, real, yeah, I've realized that now and it still feels a bit eh. You go, oh, what's going on there, bro? You know, like we, we kind of can really just help each other as best as we can. I'm sure someone else could come along and say, you're still full of shit, both of you, you know, but <laughs> um, but it's it's certainly along our progress line. We're more able to talk about things that we were never able to talk about before and and we're opening to each other and it's it's kind of like a it's constant beautiful opportunities to, to open to that stuff. But one of the things we're talking about this morning, just this morning was um was that There is no other, you know, same same as what we were just saying before. You start to realise that nothing's happening outside of yourself. And you can see somebody going through, so for example, this morning we had a long conversation and I was helping him kind of let's call it holding space i don't know what you really want to call it it's like just staying present staying alert and staying in a place where i could feel the difference between what was him and what was his old thoughts and patterns or whatever and so just in that moment i was playing a role for him as he does for me as well just to be be still and be a reflector for him and as he got through all this pattern of stuff (laughs) um he popped out and started to feel quite free and alive and then we're about to go for a swim and then leave the beach and i said oh laid back on the towel. I just said, I oh, just got a strange feeling. Just hold on a second. And I actually went in and I had all the same stuff inside of me. But because I'd played the role of being still for him and helping him just feel it and let it go, he was the one doing it. Um, all of a sudden, I could feel it all in me and just where it was and where I hadn't seen it before and where it was hiding. And, and in about three minutes, I communicated and got out the same thing you know so the funny thing is i was still able to help by putting my stuff aside but then at the end of it it's like okay now it's your turn you're gonna see the same shit mate <laughs> you know there it is hello pal you know do you think you just were wonderful and fantastic for your mate and you're the one that made a difference no he cleared himself you're just being there as a bounce off point now it's your turn and, <laughs> you know and i i just really got that that how often do we point and do we see? Oh, gee, that person needs to awaken. Gee, that person's a bit unconscious. Well, I wouldn't do that if I was in that position. Like, how often do we feel ourselves saying that or hear others saying it or whatever? We've got this whole. If there's one pandemic on the planet, it was the pandemic of actually pointing, pointing at other people. <laughs> you know what they need to change. You know, government—they're failing us. You know, um, but the reality is, is that we, we literally and I, I do love that um that christ saying um he who has not sinned may cast the first stone mm-hmm. you know or well, he who has not got the same stuff may may sit in judgment you know <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because we've all done it or we're still doing it or we're doing it a different way or to a greater or lesser degree um and the idea that that i'm not doing it just creates this separation and aloofness and now we've actually just perpetuated the idea that there's sep- some sort of separation between us you know that oh i'm beyond this so the, the more i've the, what i found myself is the more it sounds so funny but the more i've found to, to you know to be more awake or more conscious or more aware the more responsibility i've had to take for not being full <laughs> of shit <laughs> you know? it's it's not like all of a sudden i'm free and alive and you know, and I'm, I've popped out the other side. Now I don't have these issues anymore. It's like, oh shit, they all become glaringly obvious. You know, and the the freer you get, the more obvious it should become. So that I think that's kind of in that quote as well, that it's actually on us. You know, <laughs> yeah. um, and that's that's where the change happens because I, I much rather be around the person who's taking responsibility in their life and looking at me saying, hey, mate, and I can feel them pick me up when I'm having a bad day. Give me that person any day on my bad day. But the person that comes along and says, get your shit together, mate, and, you know, do this and do that. Oh, what are you doing? And you should know better. It's like it's a lot harder to to clear yourself from that space than someone going, oh, I can see that. I've got the same thing. You know, let's clear it together. And that's kind of where I've ended up. Let's clear it together rather than um, you need to clear your shit, mate.
0: Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it? I don't I don't think um people realize just how connected you keep sort of tapping into it that, that this um illusion of separation because it is an illusion. Um, yeah. If you go back and look, I think Greg Braden calls it the divine matrix. If you go back and look at like I'm, I've been heavy into the science of all this stuff lately. Um, I've done done all the spiritual stuff. I've learned I've, I've learned about Hermetic laws and and all these other teachings of all these gods. And I kind of got a bit pissed off and went, but wait a minute, <laughs> what do we know is factual? So even when you go back and look at the science, you go back and look at we actually were born from stars from you know the big the Big Bang. This is how we came to be. Even that, what caused that? That is that that divine matrix that energy flow that created us so how can we deny that it exists and how can we deny that you know that how, how can how can there be separation if we all came from the same place
1: well it's interesting of course we can still deny it exists can't we we can do it as long as we can because we've still got that choice. You know? we still Yeah, we it, do. <laughs> oh, I want to explore it from a few different angles and Trevor's saying this and Kylie's saying that and that's kind of good, but I want to explore it from, oh, I want to know for myself, you know, and it's like, aha, uh-huh, that's the path. Yeah. You know, go to, down the path. To, you know, uh, uh, the, my old teacher and I was going to say this before, used to say, don't believe anything I say, you know, and I always say that, don't believe anything I say. You know, you are the intelligence that that is listening to this and, and wants to have a better life and be a better impact to others and ex- enjoy more peace and everything else. Well, the universe never gives you a problem without hiding a solution within it, and it never gives you a problem that you can't handle. Mm-hmm. So whatever the problem is or the shortfall in, in you know, the life you want to live, um, you've got all the tools inside of you because you have the whole universe inside of you, you know. Mm-hmm. So people... Um, you know, generally, I find for myself is that we often reject listening to someone else the way they've done it or whatever, because we actually have to do it our own way. We have yeah. to. We're, we're all unique. we have all like like crystalline structure. We're all like fascinating crystals with fascinating facets to us. And so, it might be a little. You know, for some people, they might be getting a fair bit of what I'm saying and a fair bit of you're saying, or a combination of each, or whatever, or just a little bit or nothing. You know, but they will awaken if they want to and they will become more clear and more open and more aware and more conscious and more connected and more in love and more in joy and enthusiasm. And by the way, enthusiasm is Latin for the God within,
0: you right. know, wow.
1: more, more God within, you know, enthusiastic because I feel alive all of a sudden, but that's the one thing that was traded out of us at a young age through religion, school, education, think of parents, grandparents you know um think like me think like us think like this think like that no for god's sake think like for god's sake think (laughs) like think like you you know follow your path to get to uh, you know freedom or awakening whatever it is and screw it up as many times as you want and don't apologize to anybody you know but when you wake up you know be willing to acknowledge that oh i did kind of take you all for a ride for a little while and, and just tell the truth you know, so that you can really come clean and actually get your vibration fully sorted out. But in the meantime, be true to yourself, you know, because yourself is the magical part that the universe wants to awaken in its own unique way. And you could say that God or source is having billions of different experiences and each one of them has the opportunity to awaken and strengthen the whole process because you awaken in your unique way you can gather and gain from everybody else but absolutely do this your way because at a deeper level the your way part i'm not talking about defiance or obstinance or stubbornness i'm just talking about just be true you know and the your way part is the part that the universe is missing so when when you do it the universe goes oh thank god he did it his way or her way or whatever um, because that's where the magic actually is and that's how we stabilize that we're all waking up in, in a different form it's, it's we, are, just,
0: we hmm. are the universe experiencing itself a-
1: absolutely that's
0: yeah absolutely and and how beautiful to get
1: to a stage of our life or existence where we know that mm. you know and now even when i know that it's still it's kind of like a thing that i have to be so soft and gentle with that bit of information and just be that for others, you know, be present with others and have them feel loved and looked after and seen and acknowledged, and then they go, oh, I feel something special inside of me too, and just because someone's shone a bit of a light or a bit of attention, yeah. you know, and say, hey, I see you, you know, and I'm like, oh, now I can, how come when you can see me, all of a sudden I can see me, you know, it's like, oh, because it's the same light, <laughs> you know, where <laughs> what I can see in you is already there, you're not, you're not, you're um, not, becoming something new, you're just remembering who you really are, which is a, a part of that whole whole source energy. It's it's the beautiful part.
0: Absolutely. I love um again, like I said, I've been real heavy on the science lately. So I've been um looking at a little bit of Bruce Lipton stuff as well. And I love how he puts that across in a really easy to to understand way when he says we are born like imagine a projector screen. It's completely blank and everything exists. And then as we grow up, we get these Uh, slides that are put in there that shape the way that we perceive things, which then go on to become our beliefs, which then, you know, we're not able to see the blank screen anymore.
1: Oh, we, you know, we could just say to everyone, look up Bruce Lipton (laughs) and and have a ball. Oh, he's so great. (laughs) So many look up Eckhart Tolle, if you haven't already, and have a ball. You know, I was really fortunate during the whole, COVID thing, the middle of it, you know, where I was all for people having choice and, and, you know, um, thinking and speaking for themselves and making their own health choices and all that. And, and, you know, that was something that was fascinating. That's what I felt in certain stages. I'm like, oh, I need to say this so other people feel the courage to feel that they feel the same and they're not alone, you know. So I spoke up about it and we ended up with a, a beautiful little group called Voices for Choices that just birthed out of nothing with a few people that felt the same and then a lot of sort of well-known people added their names to it and that was our idea was they could actually you know we could find out some good information that was going on because it was all very controlled through the main narrative so we could send that you know this information out to people via people that have thousands and tens of thousands hundreds of thousands and millions of followers so we just basically saw what this needs is the right information um broadcast to everybody without being filtered through somebody that has something to gain from it you know and that was a simple thing we saw we'll just do that provide that service and we ran into all sorts of issues because of course there's a, a big system out there that says no shut up we'll be controlling we will be controlling what's said and what's not said and i got attacked in you know newspapers and had mates come in to defend me and then they got attacked as well and i was like whoa you you must be hovering over the target if you feel you've got a go into the sydney morning herald and write you know ridiculous articles about how off track we are for saying hey we should have a choice Mm -hmm. you know so it was a, a fascinating experience but in the end of that we end up with a phone call where we got there's there's, six or seven key COVID doctors around the world that had great success that thought outside the box. They were from Germany and New York and, you know, um, London and all sorts of different incredible doctors around the world to come on and talk to us about what was really going on and what their experience was and blah, blah, blah. At the same time, got some fascinating people like Eric Clapton and Pat Cash and Kelly Slater and some really beautiful people to come on board and just listen to the conversation and ask questions and, Um, But on that call, we also had Bruce Lipton and yeah, yeah, we had um, uh, Zach Bush, Dr. Zach Bush, um, Zach Bush, MD, if anyone wants to look up someone fascinating, Zach Bush, MD, lives in Hawaii, incredible, beautiful young guys, worked in trauma wards and all sorts of stuff and incredible stuff, Um, Charles Eisenstein. Um, anyone wants to look up Charles Eisenstein? Fascinating, incredible man. So, we had this whole collection of beautiful people on that conversation. And what was fascinating was you had hardcore medical doctors, you had philosophers, you had doctors that had taken an alternate path, you had everybody, you had you, Eric Clapton, a good example. You had, you know, um, English soccer players, you had all crazy people on this call that at all one of the common things they'd done was they'd thought for themselves or their whole life. So they couldn't be suddenly convinced that thinking for themselves was going to lead to a bad thing because everything they'd ever done, whether their impact was special for themselves, their family or for someone else had become from them thinking for themselves. And so it wasn't so easy to shut them up because they're like, no, what do you mean? It's like saying, wake up this morning. and But today um, I want you to get rid of all your blood or not breathe. It's like, no, that's what I do, I think, for myself, you know. So there's this fascinating phone call, Zoom call, and we recorded it. It was about five hours of content, and we recorded it. And it's actually on online on Rumble, um, I think, on Voices for Choices. But um, it's fascinating. We couldn't, every time we put a snippet of it onto mainstream social media, because now that you've got mainstream social media, um, it would get actually deleted, and the person would get a warning straight away for just, <laughs> saying these crazy things. But as they all spoke, what I found fascinating was that all these different walks of life of people, when one would speak, they all the rest, these incredibly well-credentialed people, would sit there looking with joy in their face and going, yes, yes, and getting so excited. It was like a bunch of kids on a phone call. They were getting so excited about, oh my God, I'm not alone. You know, and they were all validating what each other knew and it's a a fascinating experience so it doesn't matter for anyone listening if you ever watch that thing or not it doesn't actually matter at all the the main point is that it's fascinating how connected we all are and all of our intelligences we all respond to the same things and that is ideas and truths that create more space more opening more empowerment more direct feeling of I'm the master of my own destiny. When you hear information like that, your spirit comes alive. And that's what I mostly got out of it because that, that thing came and went because the problem, you know, in it to a degree came and went. Um, But, uh, but the biggest thing I learned from it was, Oh my God, we are all one. The same magic, the same truth activates every single person, similar, the same way deep down, but on the surface, it'll filter through in different ways. But, if there's a force inside of you that doesn't want to hear it inside of someone else that doesn't want to hear it, that's the force that's in, that's endangered on this planet. That's the force that has to die off for us to, to move forward because we have to come to higher observations.
0: I love your intention for that. Um, where you're wanting to um, show others that it's okay to speak as well. I've been speaking on that particular topic for a very long time and um, and got a little bit more vocal in the last couple of years for exactly the same reason. And um, when you don't speak, I'd have family and friends around me saying, oh, people aren't going to like you and all these other things. And i shut up because I wanted to be liked. Um, When I got to a point where it it hurts your health, it hurts your being to swallow your truth and to not speak. I had tonsillitis. Like (laughs) I, I had ended up with a thyroid issue that, we energy first, physical second. and Like this is no wonder because I don't speak, so I've, you know, obviously has somatically processed a lot and cleared a lot of that. It is so important, and I did have a lot of people who maybe weren't brave enough to comment on things that I posted, but who would message me and thank me and say keep going. So, you know, that's always good to, to have as well. But I, I have a belief that I go under the radar, so. Here we are going under the radar. <laughs> I can speak about whatever I want.
1: Um, I love everything you said. And what I, when you say it, I get this emotion stir up inside of me because I feel, back to what I was saying before, is that from a very young age, we are told that someone else has our answers and someone else has our truth and someone else has the rules and regulations we need to live by. You know, and so when we need to be liked, which has been a huge one for me, um, I'm giving away all of my own power yeah. so that I'm actually just be liked by others because then I'll be enough and then I'll be good enough because someone will see me as enough. And and it's kind of strange because um, a, a great friend of mine once said, um, you know, judgment. He was talking about judgment in a seminar that we are doing and he, he said judgment, you know, um, you know hands up who thinks they don't judge and a few hands sheepishly went up and he was like bullshit you know you're judging all the time <laughs> we're all judging let's get let's just start from the point where we can all acknowledge absolutely judging is rife we are judging left right and center you know and if you want to show who you really are or open yourself up you're going to put yourself in that position where you're open to judgment and even maybe even more judgment maybe you're under the radar and then a thousand people all of a sudden see you and go what what is she talking about you know and they all turn on you but he said but the thing is people are going to judge you anyway you're going to judge you one way or another you know so it's actually about freeing yourself and and to remember even if a million people are hating what you just said it's only one energy field that's actually attacking you it's one energy field that they're all united in but all you have to do is learn how to not be prone to that energy field anymore that that negative energy field that's coming at you so i know that and I can understand that um but even when I started speaking out I was still like oh, oh
0: <laughs> you know
1: I, I, once hey, up, <laughs> I stood up and spoke at a border rally about just the great awakening that we're going through and and um literally and then someone posted the video and then all these people posted it and went viral and there's you know a couple of hundred thousand views in different platforms and and then I, I noticed because it's not something I'm interested in I think I have about nine or ten thousand followers on instagram i'm not i I occasionally go oh that's interesting that's grown or whatever and i don't really concentrate i don't do much posts or whatever i'm too busy trying to actually just hold my own space and worry about telling everyone else what's going on so um literally i popped on one day and my, my wife said to me oh my god have you seen what's happened to your instagram and i think in overnight I had 3,000 people, new people, after this thing got posted by someone. 3,000 new people followed me and three people unfollowed me.
0: I think I was (laughs) 3,000.
1: When I spoke the truth, one in 1,000, you know, um, 0.1%. Of people don't like you just speaking the truth when you truly speak it with an open heart, if you speak it obnoxiously and thinking and speaking like, as if you can see it and everyone else needs to get their shit together, you'll get a lot more unfollows than that. But somehow in that moment, my intention was pure enough that I was speaking about the journey we're on, you know, not the journey that you're on and you should get, you know, I was actually owning the pain of the same journey. And, and literally in speaking about it that way, People go, I'm with you, because that's what I was saying. You know, we're doing this together. Um, but it's crazy because my mind would say, oh, my God, you're going to get in so much shit now. Oh, my God, where have they posted <laughs> that? Oh, my God. Imagine how many people are going to have it out for you now. But actually disempowered the people that that didn't like what I was saying. It actually disempowered that part of them, mm-hmm. not the person. It obviously empowers that person when you disempower the energy. But a lot of people felt... Um, neutralized or their their weapons were nullified or i'm trying to think of the term right now disarmed people felt disarmed you know um and people just went oh i can hear what you're saying you know and i've still got i just hopped on a plane and went down on the weekend um to melbourne and we ran a a breath and breakthrough retreat for men was three of us three beautiful mates that we run this beautiful workshop we had 15 men just crying and opening and you know incredibly strong big men that Um, all farm owners in this particular one and it was an incredible experience and literally on the plane on the way down someone says you're Trevor right and I go yeah 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 hi and they said thank you so much and I'm like oh what for and they said thank you for where you stand and what you said and And their tears come up in their eyes straight away and gave me great courage when you stood there and I knew that blah, blah blah and I just want you to thank you on behalf of me and my kids for where you're standing it's like wow that's really interesting. And I, I didn't go, oh, thank you. Look at that. Wow. Woohoo! I just went, I just felt myself open up more. I've had that a hundred times in the streets since I made one talk, you know, and people posted it around. So there's this same social media thing and the same council, you know, council culture and the same thing that's actually could kill us um, can also be a great place to with your hearts open and you're not seeing anyone as another. Um, and we're trying to rally the troops together, <laughs> you know, um, that to fight against um, unconsciousness, you know, we're not fighting <laughs> against it, we're embracing it, we're actually acknowledging and recognising in ourselves, then that same power that can be so destructive can be so helpful and, and and create, you know, quantum shifts and everything else. So I've had literally people stop me so many times and say, thank you so much for what you're doing. Yell out, stop off the, of the street. Trev! And I'm like, oh, yeah, And like, oh, I wave to someone. I'm thinking, do I know that person? And they'll they yell at, thanks, mate. You know, thanks for speaking up. And I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> You know, no worries. Good to <laughs> see you, brother. You know, like, it's like, wow, okay. And all that came from one moment where I went, no, screw it. I'm, I actually want to say something about the state of, the real state of the journey and where we're at on it. Yeah. Um, because that's where the power lies, the most opportunity lies, and, and people's true potential lies. And I see the power in other people. You know, not the power in the game and the process. I said the power in the people because it's, I'm slightly surely awakening to myself and realizing how hoodwinked I was. And I just want to share. I just, I want other people to feel what I'm mostly able to feel, and that's a bit more free.
0: Yeah, beautiful. I, I um, teach my children that, that's the thing that's the most important to instill in my two boys is um, that to think for themselves, to be free thinkers, to be kind humans, but to be free thinkers. And, I tell them it's okay to question whether it's me, a teacher, a policeman, as long as you're respectful, but question everything. And damn, that bites me at times. Uh Because they question you too. Oh, (laughs) and you're all, and my logic's flawed and he'll say something. I'm like, shit, I don't even, yeah, I don't know. You're right. I love it. I love it. His um, name's Bodhi. He needs enlightenment, so like
1: damn kid can you stop yeah and he's like nah
0: pretty much he's like "Mum,
1: you've let the you've let the genie out of the bottle now and and that's so good though kylie it's so good it sets you free like my kids have challenged the absolute crap out of me and joe the whole way and jackie my my first partner the two of us are just constantly chat the three of us are constantly challenged by our kids Yep. you know um but actually it's setting us free because we're you know sometimes you need them to challenge you on all that stuff so that you go oh what a load of garbage you know like oh god. god you're right that sounded good at the time but i was just trying to get control of you you know
0: <laughs> that's what it
1: is. i'm blaming you for
0: not having it you know yeah body body does it and it's always control for me i always see and go oh yeah no that was i was absolutely trying to control this situation instead of just melt into it and yeah they're, they're amazing
1: little um people <laughs> it's, it's magical hey even while we're talking about it you can feel how this whole thing is is this whole process of life is quite a magical thing when you're allowed to come in inside and just and, and reach you you know yeah
0: yeah i i have um my seven-year-old says uh the, the word hate in my house is they think it's worse than the F word. They actually think it's a swear word. So if they say it, I make them say five things they love. And they've always done that. So they jump on anyone around them that says the word hate. My seven-year-old will be like, five things you love. And <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, when you do it with him, the first thing he says is myself. I love myself. And then he tries to give himself about three other nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> I the five, but yeah, I think these are things that are really um I wish we'd been taught like I was raised in a narcissistic environment um, and lots of trauma and lots of abuse and lots of things like that. And I didn't just go, I want my my experience of raising children to be different. I was like this, you know, these are the things that matter and these are the things that crush you as a human if you're not free to express.
1: And what a what an amazing thing to get to that stage of your life where you can offer that up, you can be the change, you know, and and complete the generational um, shift. And I, I had a I was in the middle of this breathing exercise that we would our breath guy Tiger Mark takes that often. Kane and I jump in as well and go on the journey with the other people breathing, mm-hmm. and um, and I had this huge breakthrough. And at the end of it, I was like. I could see all these faces popping in front of my eyes I'm just weeping, crying. This is only a couple of days ago. So I could see all the faces in front of my eyes of all the people that had contributed to my wife being who she is. You know, it's like I'd cleared a lot of stuff around my own family and everything else. And all of a sudden I'm actually seeing with immense love and gratitude for all the people that have played a role in my wife's life because of the powerful, amazing person she is that I get to to actually lay next to and talk to and bounce off of and laugh and, you know, and it's just like, oh, my God, I'm so thankful for all these people that have contributed. And it goes right back through the lineages of grandparents and uncles and aunties. And I'm actually seeing pictures of her ex-boyfriends, you know, and back in my younger jealous, more jealous times and insecure times, I'd be like, oh, yeah, who's that guy? I think he is, you know. And then all of a sudden I'm laying there so thankful for the role they played in her life and making her the person she is. And so I get that. That's one of the greatest gifts is the realisation that not only is everyone connected and everyone okay and everyone part of something special, um, it's been that way for the whole of time. All of the problems have created more openings and awakenings and, you know, even the deaths and the challenges and everything at another level, that's the magic happening in a, in a, a dark enough way to wake us up you know, but I just see that we have an opportunity to actually thank mum and dad for exactly the way they played the game. And my dad is 80, 87, has dementia. And I can feel now that I can feel his process of passing slowly happening inside of myself. I can feel him Like he held the space for me when I came into the world and I can feel myself holding the space for him to leave feeling loved and connected, you know, and uh, it's just this incredible experience that I can feel happening. I never thought no one ever told me that happens. I all of a sudden identified it and all this anxiety fell off me because I realized what was happening as I'm going through the process with him, you know, and I'm the conscious one at this point in time. And I was explaining to my family, I said, you know, we think he's here with us at some stages and then he disappears and we, he's not, so he's not here and gone. He's actually here and there. So when he's here with us, talking to us, and then he disappears, he's in the other world. He's making the transition. He's starting to work out who he is beyond the story of dad and Ron and partner and all that sort of stuff. And and because I work in that area all the time, he's coming to visit me in that area and he's still alive, you know, so it's this really beautiful process, and, and I would imagine that Indigenous tribes, et cetera, would have understood this. They know all this. Oh, absolutely. If we're so busy working on success and everything else. We don't even know that we have so many more roles we can play for each other just in the actual I see you, the old avatar thing, I see you. You know, I see you, I recognise you, I'm with you.
0: We are all just walking each
1: other home, aren't we? Totally. And that's, that's the magic of it.
0: Yeah, cool. All right, we are going to have to get to our last question. Um, so I ask everybody this question, uh, and it doesn't have to be profound. <laughs> no pressure. Um, so what is the most empowering piece of advice you can give or information you can share for our listeners today?
1: It would be no surprise to anyone to know that I my advice would be be true to yourself. You know that you have greatness inside you have great intelligence inside you and great power inside and great power in its, in its best forms is surrounded with love and stillness and, and patience and um, your natural state is such an incredibly worldly intelligent thing um, and it's a it's a direct experience of being you know one with that intelligence that makes the whole world go around and so literally my advice is, actually find that place inside of yourself and if there's one thing you need to do make sure you slow down enough to recognize what that one thing is before you jump in and do it what would and i often say to to joe what would love do honey you know she's like oh i've got this challenge and what would love do because it was once said to me it's like oh what would love do? love would drop that love would delete that email i was about to send love would actually sit back give it a day or two to settle down and, and love would actually say hey i've got you what is what is it you really want to know you know, um, so that's that's my great advice. And then the other thing is just to open up. To so, you know, you have all your own answers inside of you, but if you're struggling to find them, open yourself up to other people because people have answers left, right, and center, and we're all going through the same stuff. Yeah. So lead with vulnerability and lead with openness. And when someone says, "How are you today?", don't say "good," unless that's the actual answer. You know, um, and it's very often very rare that a being ever uh, are answering. Even being if answering completely honestly would just say good you know so oh you know you identify the situation and think oh probably i don't really want to know too much and just say, oh yeah i'm working on a few things but going along okay how are you you know like but if someone's like wants to know oh i'm not that great i've actually been pretty good but i, I don't know something's plaguing me at the moment i just feel like i'm a bit stuck and then they'll go yeah me too you know what do you reckon it is i don't know i you know i'm a bit worried about this war going on or something like that you know like it, as soon as you tell the truth you open up in a space where the the deeper truth the the um healing truth can reveal itself yeah so yeah. that's that's my advice open up because you know it's it's magic we're here and we've chosen to be here and and um research any information that reminds you that you're not a victim
0: Beautiful, love it, love it, love it. So you guys are running. You just mentioned that you've done a um, a breathwork retreat and men's retreat. What other yep. sort of tools are you personally offering that we can maybe pop some links in to share with people that are listening?
1: Yeah, cool, cool. I've got some. I often post things on um, Instagram on at Hendy Trev, at Hendy Trev. And I've got Trevor Hendy um, Facebook and trevorhendy.com, um, which none of those things get a big, you know, you won't see a lot of things from me, but when they're important, you'll see something from me. Mm-hmm. And I link to all the different things. We've got Breath and Breakthrough we're doing for men. We'll be doing mixed ones um, starting in February, March. And um, I've got uh, the Life Changer Foundation. We're doing youth work and kids work in schools and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. that's beautiful. I'm founding partner. that. I, I don't work in that area now, but, but it's a beautiful thing going on, often linked to it. Um, I do a lot of one-on-one work. I do sessions with people, Zoom and one-on-one, to help them break through certain things. And plus my wife and I do intuitive healing workshops and open-hearted workshops and things like that from time to time. Usually once every six or eight weeks or so, we put a little workshop on. Um, so there's lots of things going on. And and on, on our YouTube, I've got a really cool little Trevor Hendy station that's uh, it's it's got about 600 subscribers, I think where my wife and I go on full driving and adventure journeys in five mag- magical places and have a good laugh and stuff like that. So lots of ways that people can get in touch or say hello or drop an email through the website or whatever, but I just really love working with people. I do a lot of speaking engagements and I'm also president of Surf Paradise Surf Club and we're three years away from hundred years old and I'm giving back to the club that gave me such great life. And, and, um, and uh yeah it's it's you know something that if anyone's ever in town and they want to go down and kids join the nippers for a little while or they you know want to become a lifesaver come look us up
0: beautiful i'll pop those links in under the chat for anybody who's um, wanting some more information but yeah fantastic well, thank you so much for your time today i'm glad we finally got there
1: <laughs> yeah no thank you and thanks for what you're doing too and i, I love it and I'm stoked and honoured to be a part of, of your little community that you're building and growing and inspiring. So I, I really appreciate it. I love it. Beautiful.
0: Thank you so much. Thanks, Carly. Talk soon. Thank you. Bye.